reportedly reevaluating a policy that requires employees to lock up their phones while they're working. There are new questions over newly released body cam video of a Chicago police officer shooting a 13-year-old boy to death as he raised his arms in the air. Officers say they believed Adam Toledo had a handgun. Correspondent Adriana Diaz spoke with the family's attorney. What do you make of the freeze frame that the police has released where they say this is a gun in Adam's right hand. We don't know what, if anything, was in that child's hand. And if I can't see it in the real-time video, which the officer was looking at him in real time, how could everybody say that he had a gun in his hand? Some businesses along the city's magnificent mile have boarded up windows in anticipation of more protests. One state is on the verge of loosening gun restrictions. CBS's Jim Crisula has the details. Texas handgun owners would no longer need a license or training to carry a gun in public under a bill that cleared a major vote in the Republican-controlled legislature. Democrats in the Lone Star State have fought loosening gun laws after the 2019 mass shooting at a Walmart store in El Paso. A new spring wave of coronavirus cases and hospitalizations is washing over many parts of the country. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine. We are in a in a in a battle, uh, and we got we got to win. But the way we do it is is the mask and to keep vaccinating people in the state of Ohio. New Hampshire lifts its mask mandate today. British royals preparing to say goodbye to Prince Philip. His funeral's tomorrow at a chapel on the grounds of Windsor Castle. Correspondent Roxana Sibiri. They'll have to wear masks and socially distance with the Queen seated alone. Ceremony as well as Still, British royal correspondent Roy Anika says the Duke of Edinburgh will get the funeral he really wanted. Smaller, intimate, no fuss, just like Prince Philip. S&P futures are up nine. Dow futures ahead 79. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me. Hello. I'm Flo from Progressive. And did you know... No, I'm just waiting for the bus. So then you have time to hear about how with HomeQuote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance. Yeah, if I was interested in talking to you, which I'm not. Okay, I'll do the talking and you just check if you can be saving, which is going to be pretty hard to do if you put on your headphones. Okay. See if you're paying too much for home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like Taylor Swift choosing what to wear. It's looking kind of chilly out today. I think I'll go with a cardigan. Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Term supply. Capital One and a member FDIC. The NFL is bringing back the Draftathon. The three-day fundraiser will coincide with the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st and raise money and awareness for pandemic recovery efforts. The fundraiser will focus on four national nonprofit organizations that support underserved communities, including the CDC Foundation and Feeding America. Last year, the league raised $6.6 million during the event, but the NFL donated more than $100 million to COVID relief efforts in 2020. Draftathon airs on ESPN, the NFL, NFL Network and all social media platforms. Monica Ricks, CBS News. 
Prince Philip always walked two paces behind Queen Elizabeth in public. The royal protocol will continue. In death, Philip will be buried in a vault at Windsor Castle St. George's Chapel after his funeral tomorrow. After the Queen dies, he'll be disinterred and buried in a different vault next to her. The Queen's mother and sister, Princess Margaret, lie in that same vault. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-206-9977. That's 1-800-206-9977. 1-800-206-9977. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Did you know that three Ohioans are diagnosed with oral cancer every day? Dentists are doctors of dental surgery and can recognize life-threatening conditions and treat oral diseases before they become serious health complications. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state and are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association and American Dental Association so you know you're being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Uh, hello. Honey, where are you? Well, I'm at Rural King, darling. What? You sent me to... And you go to Rule King? You went to my favorite store without me. Well, I was just passing by and saw they were having their King of Spring event. I had to get some veggies and herbs before they're gone. But you went without me. Friends, don't wait another minute. Rule King is the King of Spring and nobody beats their prices. But you went without me. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work-study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Ohio Health presents the ninth annual Race for a Reason. This year's event is virtual and runs from April 17th to the 26th. Impact a local charity and test your endurance with the OU ROTC 10K Run, presented by Hugh White Honda of Athens. 
Visit ohioraceforareason.org to register. The Ohio Health Race for a Reason. What's your reason? I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try Nitro Tech for another. That's right. We headed out to Nitro West Virginia, we're playing uh, TNT this week, and boy, howdy, I'm telling you, we got to get all the fans interested in making a road trip, because I guarantee any fans what goes to this ball game is going to have a blast. Coach, a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday, getting ready for the football game with TNT. Well, that's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of the coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at uh, the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium. What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy? Well, we're all fired up. I, mean, I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys, and we done showed them John Wayne movies all last night. So you think your game preparation has the team ready to pick up their first win of the season this week? Well, that's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We, I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special team, so I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game. We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message. Now, Scott, I understand you have a special sponsor for this. Oh, that yeah. Really, they called you, right? Oh, yeah. They could not wait. They said, when do you have an opening for a sponsorship on the Art Turf show? And I said, well, let me see if I can squeeze you in. So I did this morning. We yeah. did this morning. Yeah. It is the National Manure Haulers Association. Really? Really. <clears throat> Okay. Smells a little bit, doesn't it? Well, it could smell worse. That's right. Okay. Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team? Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play, and uh, and uh, not only that, uh, it's it's got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to their coach, uh, Coach Credlow, Crosshair Credlow. You know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW2. You no, know, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW2, and and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions. And the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a feller name of uh, Dump, M O Dump, Captain Dump. And he was a real fond of that boy Credlow. And uh, when it come time for Coach Credlow to start coaching over the TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all of his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him. So now they play in the ammo dump. Coach, we're running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do. Well, you know, you'd think a feller that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named Bombs Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back named uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers. 
Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, coach. No big deal. Our boys been bouncing off running backs for years now. Sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Forty-three degrees right now outside. Uh, it's forty-one at home when I woke up. They say it's going to gain another ten or so degrees uh, during the day. Tomorrow, fifty-seven the high. Sunday, sixty. Monday, sixty-two. Tuesday, sixty-eight. And then next Wednesday, down to 44 again. That must be springtime. Well, good morning and welcome. And uh, Scott's here, as you've heard, all morning. And uh, I'm here now. And um, we we, we welcome you. Thank you. I'll turn your mic on. There, there you we go. go. There and you. good morning good once morning. again. Yes, indeed. Yes. I like that jingle as we were talking off the air. I remember listening to that jingle years ago. Something about that, and I'm not sure what it is, just the flow of it, I guess, and then your comments coming on about another weekend coming up, two days of fun, you mm-hmm. know, and just made for a nice weekend to begin this day on on a Friday, and uh, I just nice little pick me up, I guess. Well, over the years we've had uh, several different uh, jingle companies that we've worked with. Um, even though there's many to choose from, we've used basically the same one each time we've done a redo or an update. And they're really rather famous people uh, in their own right. And um, and yet they can do something that is distinctive for each station. It's really, they're very talented. And, um, well, I've heard plenty of bad jingles. I, I'm just, I'm, but if you get a good one, it lasts for years. Oh, yeah, and that one certainly has. And I, you know, another thing I just thought of too, when you hear that, or when I heard that jingle, that meant it was Friday and the end of the traditional work week, mm-hmm. too. So looking forward to a few days. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We have a caller trying oh, to ring in here. Okay. Um, not sure what's on their mind, but we'll find out. Good morning. Hi there. How you guys doing? We're doing good. What's up? Good morning. Okay. Well, I just want to comment a little bit or. Talk a little bit about yesterday's show and 
what you guys were talking about with the, the decline of students and stuff at Ohio University. Um, why? What happened? We used to have, like, in the summertime, like uh, the Boy State, Rainbow Girls. Uh, um, you know, we lost the State American Legion Baseball Tournament. We used to have a lot of high school bands come in, a lot more sports camps. And it seems like those are always good ways to get students on campus and to check out OU. And why, why, what happened to all those? And why don't we try to get them back? And would that help increase maybe uh, the students here? Well, I think anything like that is helpful. I agree with that. Um, You know, there may, first of all, I'm not sure that all of those are no longer existing except for COVID, right? Um, well, does, right, yeah. Does uh, Boys State, well, let's see, they don't, do they have that anymore? It's it's now. Yeah, I think they do. I think it's at, uh, I want to say, a Bowling Green okay. now. One Is of it the, Bowling Green or Ashland College, I think they moved it yep, to. Yep, it's been there, too. But I remember, gosh, back then it I also mean, not only helped Ohio University, it helped like the city of Athens, of because course. I remember we used to have like the uh, oh, sidewalk sales and everything when the Rainbow Girls were coming in, and yeah, yeah. I mean, there were so many other things that uh, that they used to do, and now I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anybody that comes in during the summertime at all. Well, you know, frankly, um, if I were another university, I'd be trying to pull it away from OU if they're getting it all the time. You know what I mean? I right. And so it's I'm sure the environment is far more competitive. And just to always have uh this group meet every year at OU or that group or whatever. I I bet there's a bunch of people that would prefer that not happen, um, but all from out of town. Well, I remember Yeah. I remember back when they had the State American Legion baseball tournament, the yep. American Legion was really happy with Ohio University. Sure. And uh, I think we, I mean, I think we lost that one. That I don't think we should have lost that one, but yeah. But you know, the other ones, I'm not so sure about. I just know that you know, summertime in Athens there used to be a lot of people around, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, and you know, I just think that that's really hurt maybe. Um, because you keep on hearing, like, the coaches say, you know, once you get a kid on campus, it's pretty easy to sell. Yes. Well, that's a perfect time to come in and check everything. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't even have to call and get people to come in. They just come in when you have those groups. And I just wonder what really happened, why we lost them. Were we charging too much or? Could be. Uh, whatever. So that, It could be leadership that is trying different things. Uh, I don't know, but um, it's certainly worth looking into a little bit further. Right. Okay, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because, you know, boy, I remember it used to be so busy crossing the uh, <laughs> up, up there by the campus gate. You know, yeah. you couldn't hardly get through and stuff. Now it's, it's no problem at all. And, you know, well, really the other day, the you know, the other day I was uh, right there at that intersection, and my, it was nice to see a crowd. Um, I don't know what the circumstances were, but there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of picture taking, that sort of thing. And uh, well, I think they had the unofficial Moms Weekend last weekend. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, well I right. one thing I have been saying, and I know this sounds like a little bit, um, what would you call it? Uh, we used to have a package a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I went to the various deans, and I said, I want you to push the points of pride of your your college. And it was like, I don't know, $300 a month, but we would do it for multiple months, right? And then I'd go to a different dean and say, listen, <clears throat> you've got a lot of things to be proud of. Let's, let's do it for you. So I had... I'm going to say a half a dozen of those packages on the air. Well, with the belt tightening and all, guess what? Right. You know, they they all loved what we were doing, but they had to tighten their belts, and so that was something they could do away with for a while. I hope they come back. But the point is, Right now, we're not promoting ourselves as much as we used to. Right. I think that's a huge problem. Yes. Well, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, some great I'm hoping points. also, like, uh, <clears throat> with sports coming up, you know, with the basketball teams, I mean, I remember, what, a few years ago in Florida, Gulf Coast went to uh, the, I think they went to the Elite Eight or something like that. Yes. And they said that, I mean, it was amazing how many people – started checking out and seeing, uh, coming to visit Florida Gulf Coast, how many students they increased just because of the sports. You know, uh, you get a lot of good advertising when they're on there, and, you know, they got their uh, advertisers put on the TV, and, you know, they can see how beautiful a campus was. So, you know, hopefully next year the men's and women's basketball team and even the football team has a good year. I mean, that could help some. Absolutely. Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Hey Jerry, you yeah, remember? Do you, what. do you remember what uh, they used to call that city where Florida Gulf Coast was located? They used, they oh, referred gosh. to it as Dunk City. Dunk City, yeah, yeah. Because Chase Feeler was on that team, remember? Right, he's from Parkersburg area, and he has uh, yeah, what well, relations he here? Started out in federal hockey, yeah. And he, and he transferred to Parkersburg South because uh, when our our athletic boosters from Alexander, we used to have a. Uh, tournament down at Marietta College, and uh, we had uh, Parkersburg South against uh, St. Clairsville. They had this a kid named uh, Monterosa, was one of the leading scorers in basketball, and he also, I think he went on to play football at Pittsburgh, and we had, we couldn't even sell tickets because the place was packed to watch <laughs> them play, and that game went double overtime, and wow. Chase Fieler had a dunk that everybody down there was talking about for years. <laughs> He, so um, he made yeah, some big, big, big part, but yeah, he made some big shots in the NCAA tournament too to keep them alive in the tournament. But I, I just wanted to mention to you um, when you brought up the American Legion State Baseball Tournament, why it's not here anymore. There, there are, from my understanding, when I worked in the athletics department, there uh, were a few things uh, that were not publicized, kind of behind the scenes. And I think there was an issue with field maintenance as well with uh, Bob Rand Stadium, Troutwine Field, et cetera, and uh, also the other fields that were being used uh, for the state tournament. So, what, they didn't think they were in good enough condition? Oh, no, it wasn't that. They just didn't want to keep it up after each game. Oh. Get it ready. Oh. 
before each game, too. It's not so that, that was a bad. Go ahead. That wasn't a good. That was not a good thing. I mean, that was uh, that could have been avoided easily. Oh yeah. Because I remember those guys. I used to work the school board down there all the time. You can probably remember. And oh yeah, I do. I mean, those guys look. They love coming to Athens. I mean, even the fans love coming to Athens. Yeah, and, I remember. You know, used to have those teams. When I played in the, in the state tournament in uh, 1976, you talk about a fun time. Okay, now I played baseball at OU, right? But I got a chance right. to, to play in the state tournament. And you talk about one of the biggest thrills of my baseball career was that year of 76, you know, and we stayed on the West Green. All right, I lived in a dorm too. But for me, it was the guys that I knew from around this area that I played with for so many years and we got to experience that and speaking from a player's perspective that was a pretty cool thing even though I'm you know was from Athens I played at OU but it was still a very cool fun experience playing baseball that year right and they moved it to Lancaster and yeah you know Lancaster or Athens I mean I know Lancaster's a little bit bigger but I think for uh, high school kids and stuff, I think you know Ohio University and uh, with the dorms and everything like that would be a lot better place. I, I got you. I agree. Yeah. And incidentally, yeah. Buckeye Boys State will be held this year, June thirteenth to twentieth, at Miami University. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's even worse. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. That really uh, hurts. But yeah, anyway, you know. If you ever get the president back on or something like that, it might be something you might want to ask him or something. Because I just, I mean, to me, it's just it's a bad loss to have all these people here for for Ohio University itself and for the, uh, you know, Athens community and stuff. And, you know, I like it when everything works out for Ohio University, it also works out for Athens. Absolutely. Let me, um, I haven't particularly expressed this, but I will, re- given what you just said. Um you know, since, um, oh, shucks, who was the president before Charlie? Rob, Rob McDavis? He had one year. No, um, was it Harry Crewson? Harry Crewson, thank you. Okay. Oh, yes. Since Harry Crewson, the president has been a guest on this show almost on a monthly basis. Um, I was told, um, I don't know, eight months ago, something like that, the president wasn't going to do that anymore. That's crazy. I think so. Yeah. It's a chance to inform, spread the good word. The community. University, I yeah. never think we were unfair to him or, uh, you know, or her if it had been one. We always were very positive in trying to promote the university and its good projects. Uh, We didn't shy from asking about one that was being criticized, but, you know, we weren't blasting them either. Um, It's not not just crazy. It's wrong. (laughs) Well, for me, it gives them a platform, you know, to to exercise their opportunity to uh inform again I, i'll use that warm inform but that's what we do here too right. and, and, I, I'm and just, uh, even, 
it's nuts. And I, I, um, I could name names of who um, has taken that policy, but I won't. Anyway, I'll keep trying. Okay, good luck. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. okay. See you, Bye-bye. Jerry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very disappointing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a chance to explain some things that, whether they're good or maybe a little controversial or, you know, it's a any, chance to open Any up. organization that's doing anything worthwhile is going to have controversy once in a while. Absolutely. Now, here is an opportunity to explain it. Yeah. Instead of Rather than letting people just uh, come ex- up to their own conclusion. Yeah, or explain it for you in a, in a press release or something like that that maybe is not what they want to say. Well, here's your opportunity to actually verbalize what it is and not change any news copy or script or anything like that or or add a word or delete a word, something like that. Good morning, folks. <laughs> and that's just Yabba Dabba Do. <laughs> Uh, we are underway now. Yes, we are. Um, 929 it is, and welcome. Uh, April 16th it is also, and uh, let's see, today is National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. Nope. I Nope. Before you even turn around. I, nope. I didn't. I did turn around. <laughs> and, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't even know it was that day. Liz. Yeah. Come here. Get her. She did. She did? Come here. Oh, maybe she think that's outdoors. Liz. Hold on, I'll grab her. Wait a minute. I'll get, catch up with her. Get Liz. Okay. <laughs> hey Liz, come join us. I have to I have to come. wait for somebody's picking up a come, come no, join us. Come here. We're on the air. We'll, I we'll got just, two minutes. We'll do it real quick. Okay. okay. So today is National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. Do you think these count as pajamas? Uh, they're cute, whatever they are. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you. You have uh, bib overalls on. I do. They're not bib brand, but I can lie and say that they are because nobody can see, right? They're yeah, uh, like a revolt. Revolt? Yeah. yeah, I'll just take the bibs tag off and sew them on these okay. ones. Well, you do look good in them. But, thank I mean, you. I we were. It's National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. So I'm trying to figure out if anybody in this office complied with the rules. You know, I thought about it. I didn't even know that it was, but I looked at my pajama pants this morning. Actually, I have a unicorn onesie. And I was like, I really should wear it to work because it's so cold outside this morning. <laughs> and I didn't. I was like, Dave would hate it if I wear my onesie. You could have gotten away with it today. Yeah. Okay, well, disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Back to FM now. Okay, let's see here. It's National Bean Counter Day. What? What's that for? Well, you know how what they call folks like accountants or oh, folks oh, that work oh. in finance, okay, things like I get that. It. So I get it. Yeah. National that- Orchid Day. National Healthcare Decisions Day. National Eggs Benedict Day, and National Clean Out Your Medicine Cabinet Day. Okay. I haven't had Eggs Benedict for a long time. Truly, I can't. You know, I've heard the term forever. I I couldn't 
Describe Poach, it. Poached eggs okay. with a hollandaise sauce drizzled over the top on top of uh, an English muffin. Eggs Benedict. Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, you know, Saturday mornings in particular. I haven't had a poached egg for a while either, come think of it. Saturday mornings in particular, um, we grab a fast food type breakfast sandwich. Got a favorite? Yes. It's simple. It is the sausage egg McMuffin. Mm. Mine is from the same location. Okay. It is a bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. McGriddle? Yes. Delish. Okay. I could eat about five of them, I think, but... Well, I, I restrict I gotta, myself to one. Yeah, I stop at one. And I um, I generally have a soft drink, and that's it. No, no potato or thing. Yeah, no hash browns or anything <laughs> like that. Now, on Sundays... We like to go to um, to Seoul. They're, um, you know, Todd and Tootie's place. Yeah. All right. Foodies we are. It's a Foodie Friday segment. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see. I can put that list away. Uh, let's do a little bit on uh, coronavirus. Incidentally, Franklin County yesterday went back up to the purple notch. Yeah, I saw that. And, um, you know, I think I started this discussion a couple days ago, but the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is a one application, they had delivered 7 million doses of that. Seven million people. And they had six get sick and one passed. The six people all had a... uh, What was it? Um, Blood clots? Yes, thank you. That's the word. Um... The person who passed, uh, they think, probably had, in fact, even the ones that didn't, they think maybe had some precondition. Okay, so, because six people got ill. Oh, caller, stand by. I'll get to you here in a minute. I just noticed your blinking light. Okay. So six people got ill out of seven million applications. I, I don't understand that. They stopped it. Okay, now, the, the, the one that I've had two shots of, all of that stuff, Pfizer. Um, they've had, um, it's... Thousands, I mean, like 5,600 people have gotten ill. And yet they're still cranking along there. I, I just I don't really understand. But anyway, okay, let's see here. The phone. Good morning. 
Okay, they must have hung up, and we're starting all over again. Here we go. Good morning. Good morning. Um, the first thing I wanted to bring up is you talked about um, holiday sauce and all of that business with the soft egg on the on well, a muffin. Scott, Scott did, yes. Yes. Generally speaking, you have a, a meat, uh, a type of meat on there as well, either ham or Canadian bacon, something like that as well. I... I, I, I know this because I've cooked them, and I do yeah, know that's I, usually what you have If on. we left it off, it was an accident. <laughs> well, Unless yeah, you're a vegan. A, a vegan. Yeah. Oh, then, well. Unless you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Anyway, we're not vegetarians here. So okay. you're right. And also, uh, you mentioned, I think, uh, yesterday or maybe the day before, regarding uh, the Johnson & Johnson. You've just mentioned it again today. Mm-hmm. Um, some recent, uh, maybe you haven't heard, is that this, this uh, cerebral uh, clotting and so on can happen when you get COVID. So it would be better to to err on the side of take your chance because all the 7 million and, and six other people, you know, in one die, we got all of that. But you forget there's still an ongoing thing with Johnson & Johnson with another product that everyone seems to have used if you've ever had a child in your house or a baby. You're talking about talcum? The baby powder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Ovarian cancer and all of that stuff. So, you know, they're not totally, uh, you know, unblemished. I'm not saying anything more than pointing out that they do still have that and you still see ongoing cases with that. But uh, it's just something that I got your point with the six people. You wouldn't want any of your relatives to be one of the six people. But that's what they've discovered, that that the, these uh, cerebral hemorrhages, you're, you're worse off if you don't get the vaccination because it happens with COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that uh, I'm glad you keep bringing this up, though, because we need to know we're doing a darn good job of vaccinating people across the land. However, this recent thing may turn people into, I told you so. <laughs> Told you you shouldn't get those vaccinations. You're going to get some of that anyway, you know? At the hospital uh, uh, this week, uh, I talked to an older lady who, she didn't, she had no reason why she didn't want to get the vaccination. And um, most of the people you would ask, they would say, no, I haven't been vaccinated because they seem, they want to do more. Uh, they haven't done enough research. So, you know, none of it makes sense because if you're going to take a risk, go ahead and get that. Because you're going to maybe get that anyway if you get COVID, and COVID's worse than. And all these other people probably had some predisposition for some other underlying condition. Mm-hmm. So maybe people should wait uh, more than the 15 minutes, but that wouldn't do because in this case, uh, it's anywhere between two weeks and six weeks, or maybe even after that. Mm-hmm. And there are side effects. I had one, it wasn't bad. I felt like I was always getting a shot in my arm. <laughs> Now, my uh, my first shot it was left arm, and it. Um, my wife made a joke and punched me in the side of the arm. <laughs> You're like, you know, what do you think of that, buddy? <laughs> well, she she uh, has the right. She's married to you, so it's uh, it hurt. Yes. But anyway, and they always seem to get it. Second in the one left didn't. Arm. Second one didn't. Well, my daughter had a reaction the second time. She had 101 fever, so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and crabby as ever. And, 
And I, I still take that over. Um, well, yes. But but people don't see that. And I'm very glad to have heard one of your favorite callers who calls in and tries to cheer us up from West Virginia that he got his vaccination. And I think part of that is due to you, David, because you encouraged him gently, which I think was a good idea. And I'm glad to hear that he got it. So we keep encouraging people to take their own lives in their hands and and get vaccinated so that they can continue to be alive in our community. You know, they are now starting to make a little bit of noise about the fact that this may become an annual thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have no problem with that. Um, I go, I get my, I don't know what he got. That flu shot. There's flu, there's um, shingles, there's... No, those are those those end. Once you get that pneumonia shot or that uh, Prevnar 13, there's a 24 and a and 13. And once you get the two shingles, uh, the, the only drawback I think, if we have to do this every year, is the cost. If we have to eat the cost, because some of these are not covered as preventive. Well, the shingles not covered, and it is expensive, and it's somewhere around 195 just for a uh, pneumonia shot, and that was some years ago. So. They're always going to get something from somebody, so I'm just glad we're not having to pay for the COVID vaccines because I imagine they're quite expensive. Thank you very much, and okay. have a good weekend. You bet. Bye-bye. You, you too. Um, let's see here. Well, again, we were just starting in on the COVID stuff. Yeah. So, um, here in Ohio, uh, the so on Wednesday... As of Wednesday, we have 4,206,856 vaccinations. That's 35.99% of our population. As of yesterday, we have 4,254,000 389 vaccinated. That's 36.4%. So we gained about, well, I'll say four, four tenths of a percent just in one day. And that's been kind of the way it is. Now there's one or two days a month or a week where it jumps a little bit more than that. Um... In the United States, um, so far, 58% have been vaccinated. Two days ago, it was 58.09. Yesterday, it was 58.85. Athens County. We had 34% two days ago. We have 34.38% as of yesterday. And remember, Thursdays, they have a bigger clinic. So tomorrow's, like later today at 2 o'clock when I get the information, it'll have a bigger number than what just happened. Anyway, um, I really think we're making some progress. Now, Central Ohio... Franklin County went to purple in the last 24 hours. 
What what's purple mean? Well, they have different shades of purple, and there's a darker purple and a real faint purple, in in between two. The darker the purple, the more serious the cases. And I don't mean serious in terms of how sick you are, but I mean the, uh, the just the number of cases per population. Um, now, there's been a lot of um, people trying to uh, get back to normal life. And that has led to... Uh, it's, still, it's still important to be cautious out there. Um, there are people who have had the vaccine that still get it. They just have a much, much milder case. Yeah, part of the treatment, too, when we were speaking about blood clots, is my understanding is that when people are hospitalized, that's part of the treatment for COVID is blood thinners. Yep. So they don't get clotting. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, um, I just thought I'd lay some basics on you. It's Friday, it's April 16th. This is the 106th day of this calendar year 2021. We now have 259 days in front of us. For this year, that is. Um, Now, it was on this date in 2007 that one of our country's worst school attacks uh, took place. It was a college senior who killed 32 people on the campus of Virginia Tech before taking his own life. Yes, we remember this. Yeah. Um, You see, birthdays. Pope Benedict is 94. You know, you see pictures of him fairly often. I'd say he looks pretty good for 94. He is wearing it well. Bobby Vinton, 86 today. From Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right? 74 today. That's hard to imagine. Yeah, it is. Bill Belichick, 69. Um, Just in case you don't know, he's NFL coach. What team? Bill Belichick is with the New England Patriots. Okay. Thank you. Hector Ellen Barkin, 67. Michael Gill, 61. Anthony Blinken, who's um, Secretary of State, 59. Actor-comedian Martin Lawrence, 56. Uh, 
In the youngest person listed, uh, an actress, Sadie Sink, 19. All right. Now we'll put this over here. All right. You know, we were talking about Buckeye Boy State a little bit earlier in the program. So I wanted to mention where Buckeye Girl State is going to be held, and that will be at the University of Mount Union here in Ohio, of course. And Alliance is where Mount Union is located. Hmm. So Miami gets Buckeye Boys State. Mount Union gets Buckeye Girls State this year. Okay. Pending, you know, any complications from COVID levels or anything like that, things are subject to change each and every day. All right. On this date in 1900, the United States Post Office issues its first books of postage stamps. How about that? How about that? wonder how it was done before. Did they just write on it that they had paid or something? Did it Did it say book of stamps? Yes. Or maybe they were just sold individually? Oh, I see. I guess. Huh. Well, we have a caller. Let's see what's on their mind. Good morning. Good morning. Speaking about the stuff that Jerry brought up this morning, we don't want to forget that there's been a lack of birth, you know, there's a fall of number of people that would even be going to college. And there's also this talk about do you even need to go to college anymore? It costs so much. And then you also, when you were wondering why the president isn't speaking, do you remember the years before he finally said, I'm not going to do it anymore? Instead of him showing up, you'd hear this vice president came in his place, or that vice president, or you know, he was doing less and less talking with you anyway. No. I had many vice presidents, I still do, and many other uh, important people from campus. But um, the president of the university has been uh, very much a regular monthly visit for many years. Uh, for many other presidents, but not this one. Well, he was with me for uh, a year anyway. But then it started to fade out. He'd say, he'd yes. send this guy over or that woman over. Or I can remember. No, I just wasn't able to book him. Oh. Um, well. We had all sorts of important people. We still do from the university. You have the same sort of problem with the county commissioners. And we see there's be one that wants to come on. And lot, no, I two, think two, he's two out, Two out of the three do. Well, I haven't seen the anything but Shamil lately. And I think he's an excellent... Lenny, he's an coming. excellent representative for the county. He, I think he does an excellent job. Well, whatever. I mean, I agree with you, but um, Lenny's here often. And I did want to point out a little calculation there you had the other day. You said, did you know that an ant can lift 50 times its weight? And you said, I weigh 200 pounds. Let's see, what's 50 times that? 
I think Scott came up with a thousand. It's more like ten thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could lift five tons more than you, you'd be doing as good as an ant. Well, I don't pretend to be as good as an ant. I didn't, no. want, I didn't want to put too much pressure on him, so I only gave him a thousand. <laughs> you know, I'm looking right here. It says, in the Guinness Book of World Records, you cannot stack M&Ms higher than four. I can't believe that. Well, I can believe it because they're all curved and all that. that... But they're saying four. That's because the Earth and the rotation and... And it's not going to down all the time. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll and, see you later. And they're slippery. Bye. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see here. So the post office, first book of stamps, was in 1900 uh, on this date. Um, we're short on time. Let's do birthdays. Okay. Okay, we already did Pope Benedict. We already did Kareem. Charlie Chaplin, if he were alive, today would have been his birthday. He was born on this date in 1889. He died in 1977. Wilbur Wright, born in 1867 on this date, died in 1912. Born in Dayton, Ohio. The Wright brothers. Yep. The oldest one was born in Indiana and the youngest in Dayton. Now, two famous deaths to go over. I'm sorry, neither one of these mean anything to me, so I'll need your help. Okay. David Lean, L-E-A-N. David Lean was an English film director, producer, screenwriter, and editor. Well, he was born born on 1908 and died on this date in 1991. He directed The Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh. Lawrence of Arabia, Arabia, Dr. Shivago, and A Passage to India. All of them remarkable films. Yes. Okay, next one. Probably a showbizzer. This is a woman, Rosalind Franklin. She was uh, born in 1920 but died in 1958. Rosalind Franklin was an English chemist. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, and an X-ray crystallographer whose work was central to the understanding of the mole- uh, molecular structures of DNA, RNA, viruses, coal, and graphite. Boy, was I off with thinking she might be a showbizzer. It looks like she was Time's Woman of the Year at one point as well. Well... New York Times. Okay, now, I'm sorry. This is super basic stuff, and I don't know it. A blue state and a red state. Okay. I always get it confused. Blue state would be Democratic. Democratic. Favored and red Republican. Okay. Democratic. Okay, the New York Times made a statement this morning that blue states have pulled far ahead of red states in vaccinations. 
Now, why would that be? My guess is because they have bigger, larger metropolitan areas in those states. Like, for instance, in the previous, in this just recent election, uh, Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, I believe, the metro areas all voted uh, Democratic majority. Just surmising. Just a presumption. Well, let's see here. In the early weeks of COVID-19 vaccinations, the shining examples of success were all places with politically conservative leaders. Globally, the countries with the largest share of vaccinated people were Britain, Israel, and the United Arab uh, Emirates. In the U.S., the states that got off to the fastest starts were Alaska and West Virginia. This pattern makes one wonder whether many progressive-led governments were spending so much effort designing fair-seeming processes that they were failing at the most basic goal of mass vaccination. In short, just getting shots into arms. That error has held down vaccination rates across much of continental Europe. And it did appear to be an early problem in California and New York. But now we see it has not turned out to be much of an issue in the U.S., Instead, the states with the highest vaccination rates are now mostly Democratic-leaning, and states with the lowest rates are deeply conservative. I'm all mixed up. But anyway, we're, 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 we're making progress. Now, there is a skepticism still. But that seems to be fading. I'm I'm really being brief now, folks, because we have less than a minute before we we're done here um, for the week, and I'm trying to hit you just with the highest points that are jumping out at me. We also queued up some great music. Whoop! There it is. Right? <laughs> yep. Uh, we're That's not going to get to that either. Um, let's see. Maybe I can leave you with some other fun or weird fact. Um, we were talking about that commercial of that song that's in there now. Of Scoop, there it is. Yeah. The dancing in that's really cool. I like that. In 2006, David Beckham took out an insurance policy for his legs. He's a soccer player for 100 million francs. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Heartache in Indianapolis, where a man opened fire at a FedEx facility near the airport late last night. We're waiting. We don't know if my nephew okay or not. We've been calling this phone, texting them. Like they said, their phones are locked up. They can't have them on them at work. So we just out here with other family members and loved ones waiting to see. Police say eight people were killed before the gunman shot himself to death. Jeremiah Miller was on duty at FedEx when he heard loud bangs. My initial thought was, don't die and escape. But then when I started seeing everybody roll up from midnight shift, I had felt the need to help people. I felt the need to warn people. Police have not released the gunman's identity. They're still working on a motive. We're learning this morning the family of 12-year-old Tamir Rice is asking for the case into his death to be reopened. CBS's Jim Crisula. The investigation of the case of the black Cleveland boy who was fatally shot by police in 2014 was closed in the last weeks of the Trump administration. Late last year, federal prosecutors decided not to bring charges against the two white officers involved. The shooting prompted protest over police treatment of black people. More protests are expected in Chicago.